We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Friday edition for tonight's Major League Baseball games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday night's games. John, any observations on a hot MLB topic or other subject you want to address? Well, we kind of had the the start of the of the mad dash to the to the trade deadline uh, start off last night with uh, Eduardo Nunez going over to the Giants. I thought that was a really kind of shrewd uh, move by the Giants. You, I think we're uh, accustomed to seeing them kind of make these under the radar, unexpected deals that end up panning out very well. And you know they've had so many injuries across the diamond, uh, and Nunez is able to play anywhere on the left side of the infield and uh, both corner outfield spots. So I like his versatility. I think that's a really nice fit uh, for the Giants. They, did, they didn't give up a ton to, to, uh, to acquire him either. So smart move on their part. And then we had uh, Andrew Kashner go over to the Marlins this morning. Uh, that's another interesting deal, especially when you consider what the Marlins gave up to get Kashner. And they, they also got Colin Ray, who's one of the better uh, young arms in the Padres system. So with, with that, you know, I think the Marlins are kind of signaling to the rest of the National League that they are really kind of in it to win it uh, this year, even if uh, Kashner has been a little bit inconsistent uh, for most of the season up until recently. Well, and I'll add uh, a name that I'm a big fan of, Jonathan Lucroy, 
John, is, is a catcher who's closed the gap on Buster Posey as one of the best offensive forces at that position in the entire major leagues. And yet his name is all over the trade wire these days, too. And uh, I throw in Andrew Miller with the Yankees. Are they really going to get rid of a second piece in, in the back of their bullpen within a couple of days of, of the first move that they made in that regard? I wonder what the Yankees are up to, and, and Milwaukee for that matter. They've got a couple of nice pieces in their, in their roster, and Luke Roy is one of the centerpieces, obviously. So are these two teams that are really intent on reloading? And I, aren't you as shocked as I am when you talk about the Yankees in that regard? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely shocked uh, to bring up the Yankees in, in the same conversation as a seller. Uh, but in this case, uh, the, the, the lineup itself is uh, pretty aged for the most part. You've got a lot of guys uh, over, the, over the hill, over 30 years old. So for, for them to sort of uh, take advantage of these, you know, they've had these two left-handed relievers that are two of the most dominant in the game with Chapman. They got a pretty nice haul back from the Cubs for him, and I would imagine they can get a ton for Miller as well. Uh, and Miller's a guy that's been dealt to the deadline before for, for big-name players. And I think it definitely could happen again, and I think that they would, the Yankees would be uh, getting a lot in return for him. As for Lucroy, I think the Brewers are just kind of all in on the fact that they're probably not going to win, start winning uh, with regularity until maybe 2018. Uh, and Lucroy... Uh, his contract might be up by then, or he might be entering his last year. And they acquired this guy, Jacob Nottingham, uh, from the A's during the offseason. He's a young catcher that I think uh, they have pretty high hopes for. And the thing about Lucroy is that he is one of the rare, uh, really good hitting catchers in the game. So they can probably get a serious uh, return if, they, if they're shopping him around, especially if they couple him in a package with, with uh, a re reliever and Will Smith. So the Brewers are kind of taking the long view with this. I do agree that they do have a lot of good pieces, uh, but at the same time, uh, they might not all be cohesively uh, working together in 2018. Uh, so with that, why not try to just stock up uh, for for when that year comes along. Exactly. Well, maybe le next week we'll give a rundown on some of the deals that happen after this podcast. Might be some fun to, to look back at it. But why don't we look ahead to tonight's projected starters, John? Take us through the first few games, and we'll note for our listeners that the Mariners versus Cubs is out of consideration since it's an early start today. All right, starting us off for the night slate, we're going to have Baltimore and Kevin Gossman going up to the Rogers Center to face Toronto and Marco Estrada. That's a 7.07 start. Following that up in Cleveland, we're going to have Trevor Bauer, uh, who's having an excellent year, 3.65 ERA, uh, hosting the A's, and Kendall Graveman. That's a 7.10 start. Uh, moving down to Miami, we're going to have Jose Urania, uh, and his 1-2 and two mark going against Mike Leake and the Cardinals. That's a 7.10 start. Then moving to the Motor City, we're going to have Detroit and Matt Boyd going on the mound against the Astros and Colin McHugh, 7-10 start there. And then uh, moving up to New York, we're going to have the Mets and Steven Matz taking the hill against Tyler Chatwood and the Rockies uh, as a 7-10 start. And another 7-10 start is the Yankees. I wonder if they're showcasing Ivan Nova tonight, John. They're in Tampa against Jake Odorizzi at 7-10, as we said. And Vince Velasquez, the fine rookie of the Phillies, takes his 8-2 mark into Atlanta. Looking for the win there against Tyrell Jenkins, who's 0-2 with a 6-17 ERA, 7.35 start. Kansas City Royals, a team that's on the outside looking into the playoff picture as defending champs, will feature Edison Volquez and his 8-8 mark in Texas tonight against A.J. Griffin and a 3-1 mark for him and a 4.06 ERA at 8.05. Pittsburgh will throw Stephen Brault. Uh, he's his second start this season against Milwaukee and Junior Guerra. 
at 6 and 2 mark uh, with a 285 ERA at an 8-10 start. And finally, Chicago White Sox with their inning, one of their inning eaters, Jose Quintana, an 8 and 8 mark with a 297 ERA in Minnesota against veteran Ricky Nelasco, his 4 and 8 mark and a 540 ERA for the lowly twins at 810. John, we got four night games for the night owls among us, you and not me included. Why don't you take us through those four starts? Yep, we got a bunch of West Coast starts uh, late night to, to keep us going. We got Boston with Rick Porcello on the mound. He case a 13 and two mark with a 3.57 ERA. Uh, two losses or to the Anaheim to face the Angels and Tim Lincecum, who's two and four with an 8.7 ERA, pitching about as well as most of us expected. Uh, sort of a reclamation project that's uh, not going so great for the Angels. Uh, then we're going to have Arizona's Zach Godley taking the mound. Uh, in Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers and Kenta Maeda as a 10-10 start. Then we have arguably the best pitching matchup uh, on the slate tonight. We're going to have Max Scherzer and the Nationals out in San Francisco taking on Jeff Samarja and the Giants. That's a 10-15 start. And then rounding us out for the night, we're going to have Cincinnati's lefty Brandon Finnegan on the mound in San Diego going against Edwin Jackson, making one of his first starts of the year. Uh, that's a 10-40 start. All right, John, enough with the preamble. Let's get into it, beginning with our starting pitchers. Tell us who you like, and I'll counter with my pick that I just changed before we went to air. I'm going to go with Colorado's Tyler Chatwood, actually. Uh, he's just priced at 6900 which is dirt cheap uh, for a starting pitcher. And then you consider uh, kind of how he's on the road, so he's away from Coors Field. A lot of, a lot of the times you expect uh, Rockies starters to have a much better mark on the road than they do at home, and Chatwood is no exception. I think he's actually on a different level than most of the Rockies starters that we've seen in recent years. He's got a 1-3-0 ERA on the road, uh, coupled with a 1.01 whip uh, across 48.1 innings, so that, that's pretty bankable numbers there. And the Mets have just been really struggling offensively. They loaded the bases uh, yesterday in their uh, series opener. Uh, I don't think anybody was out, and they still were unable to push a run across. They have the, they have the fifth worst uh, weighted on base uh, since the All-Star break in, the, in all of baseball. They just lost Juan Lagares to the disabled list. And then you also like the fact that Chatwood uh, doesn't have to be opposed by a guy like Jacob deGrom or Noah Syndergaard. He's going against a guy in Steven Matz whose elbow is a little bit compromised right now. He's trying to pitch through these bone spurs uh, that, you know, obviously are kind of giving him some trouble. He's trying to battle through it, but, you know, it's not the intimidating matchup uh, on Chatwood's side that, that it would be if it was DeGrom or Thor. So I really like Chatwood's chances uh, tonight here at 6900. Yeah, I like your call on that one because particularly we're going to pick on uh, the Mets starter with a couple of my picks at least. So I, I like that pick for you at a very discounted price. But I'm going to counter with a guy who I can build a strong case for as a Blue Jay homer, John. And that's uh, Marco Estrada at 8700 bucks. This is not just a shot across the bow against my respected co-host and friend, is it? Of course not. Estrada gets the nod because he has been a consistently dominant inning eater for the past year and a half and is at the head of the class in the major leagues when it comes to hits allowed per nine innings in that stretch. The Jays give him an extra day of rest to start this series, which they deem very important on this side of the border, John, and I'm sure you, you and your fans feel the same way. When you put his fastball changeup combination up against a free-swinging club like the O's, that could lead to a big game score, and I'm counting on it, aided by the fact that I like Estrada's chances of getting the W as the, off the Toronto offense has a much more favorable matchup against the O's 2-7 starter Kevin Gossman. And with that, we want to give a nod to our friends at, at uh, FanDuel who have 
helped us with this show and they put together a fantasy uh, championship that we all enjoyed at Rotowire in terms of participating in our own little aspect of that. We remind our listeners the MLB season is here and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 and anyone can play. John, of course you and I are all about the O's and J's uh, matchup this weekend and uh, we can talk about the fact that it's the best division in baseball and and I think I'd like to knock that around a little bit with you we both see our teams with a similar needs at the trade deadline I wonder if either one's going to address it more than they already have what's your sense of what's going to happen between these two clubs and the trade deadline well you know when the Orioles and the Jays get together it's it's always a, a an offensive explosion one way or the other it seems like uh when the O's travel up north uh the, it seems like the bats can tend to wake up you, you got a guy like Chris Davis uh who's struggling right now last time that we went up to Toronto uh he was really uh kind of mired in a slump as well but then again he he Hits, he hits in Toronto about as well as he hits in any ballpark in his career. Uh, I think he started a stretch of five straight games with the home run once he got up to Toronto last time around, so I'm kind of hoping for a similar turnaround. But at the same time, when the Orioles go up there, uh, the Blue Jays tend to just like annihilate their pitching as well. So I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring series for the most part. Tonight might be the exception because we do have two strong pitchers going on the mound. And then, you know, the Orioles and the Blue Jays are very kind of neck and neck in the division right now. And you got the Red Sox, who you think are going to win at least two games against the Angels this weekend. So everyone's going to be kind of jockeying for position. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how the trade deadline affect, or this weekend's performances really affect, you know, does a team start to feel pressed to make one more move? And I think we'll, it'll be really interesting to see how those dominoes fall. And uh, we have to talk a little bit about, about our FanDuel championship experience, John. I know I missed, just missed the big money last week. In fact, I was leading with one of my three entries for the first three hours of that contest until late games kicked in and, and knocked me right out of the top ten just by a hair. So I'm still stinging from that, uh, from that narrow victory. Uh, narrow loss, I should say. I was counting it as a victory. I still am, you see. And uh, <laughs> I can't get over it because I, I would have liked that U.S. money in my pocket as a Canadian uh, resident. So I could have made even more than what the, what the dollar figure was. But uh, you had an interesting experience, too. Why don't you share with our listeners through the 14 weeks as well as the final? You know, the, I, I was pretty happy with the way things went for during the 14 weeks. Uh, but then last week I, I had one entry to go on. And uh, I, I think I tinkered with it a little bit too much, and it, it ended up kind of burning me. Uh, so I, that was on me. That was an, an issue of just overthinking every single position, every stack, and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, it's important to kind of trust your gut a little bit, trust the numbers and the research that you've already done. Don't listen to too many outside voices, you know, because usually uh, I feel like when I'm a little more relaxed about it and just kind of go with what I know, uh, that's usually when I end up putting up bigger scores. So I'm going to try to get back on the horse this week for sure. Excellent. And I know you had a great uh, effort in the middle of the week. You set a personal best with a score that you came up with uh, on an earlier show this week, so kudos to you for that. Uh, we remind our listeners to join over one million other users who've already won money at FanDuel, like John and I have. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users too, where they get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my 
promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. All right, John, let's get into our position-by-position picks. Who do you like at the catcher spot? I'm going to go with a cheaper option here. I'm going to go with Kurt Suzuki at just 2,500, going against the White Sox and Jose Quintana. Uh, Suzuki's a guy that that I think kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He's he's had a couple down years uh, that have sort of made people forget about how good of an offensive catcher he has been in his past. Uh, and he's he's kind of woken back up, uh, especially over the last month. He's slashing 333, 357, 537 with five doubles and a pair of home runs over uh, in July. So. You like the you like the his recent production, and then also he's really been doing well against left-handed pitching. And obviously, Quintana is a southpaw. Uh, Suzuki's hitting 324 with an 872 OPS against lefties this year, and so. Not only does Suzuki have this really good matchup, but I think that you also have a chance to kind of pull one over on, on your opponents because I don't think Suzuki's a guy that, that really is going to be highly owned, highly targeted uh, for tonight, especially going against a tough pitcher like Quintana. But I think the numbers themselves kind of kind of prop up Suzuki, and I think at 2,500, I really like uh, his chances tonight. Well, and I'm avoiding a guy who ranks outside the top tier of catchers, too, with my pick of Brian McCann for 3100 bucks. As our listeners must know by now, I lean heavily on recent performance, John, but more often also the head-to-head matchup. In this case, I have McCann, who's one of the best power-hitting catchers in all of baseball. He snapped out of a funk recently, collecting hits in each of his last four games. And I'm more excited about his 12-for-23 history, which includes seven extra base hits and three homers against the Mets starter, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, he comes into this game having won only one of his last eight starts, and... Uh, and I, I, I think that there, there's money to be made here. Actually, it's not Mets starter. It's the starter for, for <laughs> the opponent McCann faces here is Jacob right. Arizzi. And he comes into this game, like I said, having won only one of his last eight starts. So I'm all over that particular matchup. How about the first base pick? I'm going to go with the Brewers, Chris Carter here, going against Stephen Brault, who, like we mentioned, is just making his second start uh, in the big leagues in his career, actually. So... Carter's a guy that, I, that I've gone to uh, before, and I really like it when his price is, is in the, in the 3500 anywhere between 3000 and 3500 because he has that power upside. Uh, and he's going against a, a young young pitcher who's a left-hander, and Davis or Carter is a, is a right-hander, uh, and he, has, he really tends to mash left-handed pitching. He's got an 873 OPS against lefties. He's going to be hitting at home in Brewers Park or Miller Park, which is definitely uh, very hitter-friendly. So Brault might be struggling, and I think Carter Carter's a guy that can definitely make him pay. And with Carter, you, you don't really need him to slap a bunch of hits together uh, for him to really hit value for you. Uh, you can really just kind of do it on one swing of the bat. So I'm going to go with Carter here at 3,500. And uh, for, for my first base pick, I'm going to go spend a little bit more and wave the Canadian flag a little bit, John, with Joey Votto of the Reds at 3,900 bucks. Votto has completed, completely obliterated the memory of a very slow start this season and has looked every bit like one of the game's premier power hitters in recent weeks. He enters the fray tonight on a 12-game hit streak, John, and he has six multi-hit games along the way with four homers and ten RBIs in this particular streak. In terms of his mound opponent, he can also point to a dominant 1.34 OPS against the Padres' Edwin Jackson, who for his part is just getting back into the starting rotation in the past week after overcoming an early season injuries and a stint in the bullpen to get his sea legs. I pay up here because I think Votto takes advantage of this upper hand in this particular matchup. Uh, who, do you like, who do you like at second base? 
I'm going to go with uh, your, your personal favorite. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to mention his name. I'm going to black this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Rubnet Odor of the Rangers, uh, checking in at 3,500 at home, going against Edison Volquez. Odor's really been kind of ripping it up this past week. He's got a 346 average uh, and a pair of bombs, including a 465-footer uh, last night that was just an absolute moonshot into the second deck in right field out there at Globe Life Park. And he gets to face a guy in Edison Volquez who's really been uh, struggling a lot on the road this year. He's got a 5.72 ERA, a whip north of 1.5, and, you know, that's just on the road across the board. This is Globe Life Park. This is a park where the ball can really, really fly out if you're not careful. So I think Odor is going to be able to take advantage of that in the hitter-friendly confines at home. And I think it also helps that Odor's been hitting out of the five spot. And the Rangers lineup is, is set up in a way where you got threats anywhere from one to nine, in my opinion. So not only is Odor going to have guys on, on base in front of him, he's also going to have guys that, that are capable of driving him in. So we can see several RBIs and several runs out of Odor tonight as well. So at 3,500, I'm going to pay up a little bit and go for him. John, you make a great point of where this, these, these guys are hitting in the lineup, and it's something that I want our listeners to keep, keep an eye on when they make their picks. My guy at second base is similarly inclined, although he's not surrounded by the power and the quality that your guy is. I'm going to pay for 3200 bucks for Brian Dozier tonight, though, of the Twins. Dozier's managed to keep up his usual standard of productivity in the face of a tough season for the cellar-dwelling Twins this season. He remains one of the top power hitters at second base in the entire major leagues, in fact. And he comes into this game on a six-game hit streak. I like the fact that he faces a lefty, even if it is an inning eater like Quintana that we mentioned earlier. I think this price is low, and I'm happy to jump all over it, particularly when factoring in the fact of the notion that Dozier has four homers among the nine hits he's collected against the Sox lefty. Your third base pick, John. Third base was, a, was kind of a tough one to come up with only one guy. I was kind of between Michael Franco going against Tyrell Jenkins or who or the guy who ended up being my pick which is Evan Longoria of the Rays at home going against Ivan Nova I really like the the matchup against Nova especially when you consider that Nova has a 6.25 ERA on the road heading into the trap on Friday and Nova also is kind of a, a notorious home run uh pitcher like he, he his home run per nine inning rate is 1.7 so it's he's given up almost two home runs per nine innings that's that is a ton especially for a starter so longo has a nice track record against him as well he's 10 for 36 he's got three home runs against him and longoria at 3500 is just an awesome price in my opinion i mean he's a guy that's slashing uh 318 344 568 with five bombs this month he's really been locked in uh as the as the season has progressed so I think that that matchup is too much to pass up here. I'm going Longoria. You know what? You mentioned one of my favorite guys that's not wearing a Toronto Blue Jay uniform in the entire major leagues. I'm a big fan of Longo, and uh, yeah. I think you make a great case for him tonight. I'm going to counter with Martin Prado of the Marlins at 3200 bucks. John, he's another hot stick that makes my lineup, as Prado's been one of the most consistent batters in all of baseball all season long. He's poised to establish career highs in batting average and OBP this season with his current 328 
25 batting average, and that's not a fluke. He's been a career 290 hitter uh, throughout his his time in the major leagues. He, but he's risen well above both those marks in recent weeks, punctuated by a 12 for 24 run in his last seven games. That's 500. Uh, quick, ma quick and easy math, John. <laughs> I'm buying into this discounted price, void by my faith in all these numbers, and hardly intimidated by card starter Mike Leake, who's been wildly inconsistent all year long. And I, my eyes light up when I can put a, hit, a batter in against a pitcher who surrendered 135 hits in only 123 innings pitched. Your shortstop pick, sir. This is this to me is is maybe the best value that you're going to find out there tonight. Uh, I'm going with Aledmus Diaz at just 2,900 versus uh, Urania down in Miami. Now Diaz is a guy that you know we've seen him priced north of 4,000. We've seen him be the most expensive uh, shortstop on a given slate before. So for him to be down this low, especially after going for 34 points off of Jose Fernandez in Marlins Park, where Fernandez tends to be basically next to unhittable. I think that's that's just a, an amazing sign to me that, that at 2,900, you got to be on this at least a little bit. Uh, and tonight, you know, he's going against a guy in Urania. He's been good in his two starts, but re he'll really be put to the test tonight. And Diaz's splits for this particular matchup are, are amazing. He's got a 324 average with a 929 OPS against right-handers overall this season. And his OPS on the road is 997. He's also hitting 348 on the road so all of that just for 2900 i mean i don't i don't see how you say no to that well i wouldn't you made a great case the numbers don't lie i always said that uh my shortstop pick john i'm gonna go with trevor story who's written quite a story this year with the rockies and he's priced at only three thousand bucks tonight the nl's runaway leader for me when it comes to rookie honors is on another hot streak right now he's 17 for his last 50 at bats with six homers and 14 ribbies in the past two weeks the price for him tonight at 3k looks very low in, my, in light of his recent power surge and overall productivity that's possible with him opponents are hitting a 262 off uh, Mets starter Stephen Matz, and I think Story has an excellent chance to pad his stats against a guy who hits, gives up another guy who gives up a hit per inning uh, on the season. This will be a fun matchup of young power versus young power because Matz is a strikeout guy, and of course Trevor Story has a 27 dinger, so we'll see which wins out. I'm betting on Trevor Story tonight for 3,000 bucks. The three outfielder picks in your lineup, John. Before I get into my outfield picks, I'd like to point out that uh, before I picked Diaz, Story was going to be my shortstop pick, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of that pick. I definitely co-sign with you there, uh, but I... As far as my outfielders are concerned, we're going to get some Cincinnati flavor here. We're going to get Billy Hamilton at 3,300. Uh, aside from a goose egg against Madison Bumgarner on Wednesday, which, you know, can't really blame him. It happens. It happens to people against Mad Bum. It's just kind of the way it is. But uh, Hamilton has been really uh, awesome about uh, getting on base. Uh, he's been, and that's what you really want from Hamilton. That's what like, we've all been waiting for for him. And he's getting on base at a, at a 3.75 clip since the break. He's got 12 steals in 12 games. And tonight, you know, he's got Edwin Jackson. This isn't Mad Bomb. This is this is Edwin Jackson, a guy. So, man, uh, this is so favorable for, for Hamilton. I think he's going to be able to slap a few singles. I think he can rack up multiple steals. And, you know, two steals is 12 points on FanDuel. That's the equivalent of a pitcher win. So that's huge if you can get that at just 3,300. Uh, and then staying with the Reds, I'm going to go with Jay Bruce. Uh, he's just been clobbering the ball. I've been I watched a good bit of that Reds versus Giants series, and Bruce is really locked in right now. He's homered in five straight games, uh, and Jackson can definitely serve up the long ball. So you're going to have to pay up a little bit for Bruce. He's at 3,900, but, you know, he's hitting in the cleanup spot 
Uh, he's going to have guys on the pond in front of him. Uh, and, you know, Petco isn't the intimidating pitcher's park that it, that it once was. The ball does can does kind of fly out of there, especially this year. So not afraid of the, of the park factors there. Going with Bruce at 3900 And then here's my uh, uh, minimum price play of the day. It's rare that you can find a guy at $2,000 that not only is in the lineup but could actually produce. But Aaron Alter of the, of the Phillies is actually – he fits that bill. Last night, it was his first game of the season. Uh, he's been dealing with a wrist injury all year that's kind of put him on the shelf. Uh, but they, they immediately put him uh, at the five spot in the order, and he answered with, a, with I think, a 30-point FanDuel performance. He went three for four uh, with a home run. And like I said, he, he's uh, hitting in the heart of the order at minimum price against a, a pitcher that we don't have a ton of faith in collectively at this point in his career he doesn't have the track record to to really scare you off of him so if you really need if you're really squeezed for cap space he's a he's an actual viable option that you're getting at just two thousand dollars so i'm going to try to try to uh stack up really hard elsewhere and then maybe use alter to to kind of get some cap relief tonight I like the way you went, Bargain Hunting, on that pick. You made a really nice case for him. But I'm also intrigued by your pick of Jay Bruce because at the beginning of the season, the Blue Jays were talking about a swap to get Bruce into their lineup, uh, sending Michael Saunders the other way. And Michael Saunders happens to be one of my three outfield plays tonight, John. Oh, yeah. uh, 3400 bucks. Saunders has been a great compliment to all the righty power in the Jays lineup. And I was delighted to see him get his due with his all-star nod recently. His numbers prove that he's deserved it so far this year. He's been in a bit of a funk of late, but the power stroke seems to be waking up as he's collected three homers in his last five games. And I like his chances to build on that success while facing O's starter Gossman, who's given up better than a hit an inning all all season long and has a pretty high homer homer rate when you hit consider 16 dingers and only 100.3 innings pitched so far this season so saunders gets the nod as one of the spots i'm also going to go with a guy who's been on fire lately and matt camp of the padres for 3200 bucks he's been a central figure in the power show put on by the padres in the past month Kemp was slowed down in his last outing, though, on Thursday, taking the caller against the Jays. But I won't ignore the 11-game hit streak that preceded it when he notched seven home runs in four multi-hit games. He gets a great choice to get back on the horse against lefty, uh, Reds lefty Brandon Finnegan. John, listen to this. He's given up 12 homers in 29 innings pitched in his last six starts. If mm. that doesn't uh, get <laughs> Kemp's eyes lighting up, I don't know what would. And finally, rounding out my roster, Charlie Blackman of the Rockies, another one of my favorites in in daily fantasy play at price at a uh, low 3300 bucks i think uh, i'll end up with another consistent young power hitter in, in the lineup uh, on this pick he's fashioning another career best campaign another guy in my lineup who does can say so and sure he benefits from playing course field for half his starts and even though this is a road game tonight against the mets he gets to face the aforementioned Stephen Mats, who we've been all over in this broadcast while i say blackman has been consistent through much of the season he's in also been in a bit of a funk of late heading into tonight's game but a rebound will come uh, sooner or later and it might as well be in this uh, very favorable matchup call me call us pick a hunch if you want john but anytime i get a chance to get a 300 hitter into a lineup at this price i don't think twice with that, we've gone through our lineups. I want you to look back and tell me who's your play of the day. Before I get into my pick of the day, I gotta I gotta point out a recent trend that I that I've noticed. Um, seems like every time that you pick Matt Camp, he he absolutely goes off. You you picked him last week. Uh, he was only uh, you know mildly owned in our. Uh, in our expert contest, and he ended up going deep twice, putting up 40 points, kind of uh, changing the landscape of how that tournament played out. So, so I mean, I don't know what it is exactly, uh, how, how you're able to kind of harness 
harness his power, uh, but it's ridiculous. You're like the Matt Kemp whisperer, uh, so anytime you pick him, I'm listening. Uh, but for me, my pick of the day is going to be Evan Longoria. I mean, just going against Nova, a guy that can give up home runs like that, uh, really struggles away from Yankee Stadium, and the way that Longoria has been locked in, and he's just 3,500, I think that all those factors combined uh, is too good to pass up. And I'm going to counter with Brian McCann of the Yankees. The numbers don't lie. I've been saying that all my life when it comes to fantasy sports. And I put up so many numbers in, in, when I was looking at this guy in the matchup tonight. And they just scream, you got to fit him in the lineup. So when it comes to daily fantasy games, these are words to live by. And that's why I'm picking Brian McCann as my play of the day. So there you have it for John McKechnie. I'm Paul Bruno. And we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.